Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, as long as you're 21 or older, Michael Hill, Jason Holder, proudly bring to you the Whiskey and Wrestling Podcast. And if you're not done with that, go listen to something else. Finally, after one week away, the Whiskey and Wrestling Podcast has come back to your ears. For, for one week? For one week, because we're going to be gone again <laughs> next week. But, you know, hey. Hey, life happens. This is what it is. How are you, Michael? How was your fourth? It was week good. After? All that kind of good stuff. It was good. It was, it's been a, uh, it's been a really good week. Really awesome. enjoyed the, uh, the time off on the fourth. And, you know, it's always fun to get together with friends, which we can do. Yeah. Because people COVID. are getting vaccinated because. and COVID seems <laughs> to be. Going away. So we end up with variants and all that kind of fun stuff. But hey, you know. But let's get together while we can. At least a lot of people seem to be doing their part. Yeah. Getting their vaccines, going from there. So Yeah, I mean, as long as everybody gets their vaccines, as long as everybody's taking the appropriate precautions, let's get back together while we can. Let's enjoy each other's company and, you know, get back to the world as we somewhat know it. Yeah. Um which that's something we are actually going to be talking about today too. Um, this week of shows, Raw and SmackDown. Um, those were the last uh, Thunderdome era shows. Yeah. Uh, starting next week, they will be back on the road. Back on the road. In it, or uh, AEW has been back yep. on the road now for a couple of weeks. Yep. And back in front of crowds. Well, I guess this, this week, week was, was their, their first, first one. one. Um, they were in Miami. Yeah. Which the, you know that they had a, a full crowd. Yep. Uh, last week as well. Yeah. And in, in still in Jacksonville their, as their, their farewell. Um, so we did miss last week, mm-hmm. but we're just going to talk about this week's shows and then we'll touch on if anything, uh, if there's anything from last week that we want to talk about. So with that being said, do you want to go ahead and get us started with Monday night raw for this week? Yeah, may as well. Uh, so we kicked off raw on the fifth. With a Miz TV segment, which led to a John Morrison versus Ricochet match, in which uh, Morrison won. We then had Nikki Cross, or Nikki Ash, as she is now known, uh, with teaming with Alexa Bliss, Naomi, and Asuka versus Nia Jax, Shayna Baszler, Dewdrop, and Ava Marie. Now, Nikki Ash, yeah, A-S-H. Almost, almost a superhero. Almost a superhero. Sorry, undisputed. In which uh, the, I guess... I guess we'll call them the good guys, even though Bliss was on that team. Uh, one. We then have uh, Mustafa Ali versus Mansoor, where Ali won. We had Jinder Mahal versus Drew McIntyre, which Drew won due to disqualification when uh, the Bollywood boys uh, got involved. Which, uh, not the Bollywood boys, but... Genders, the, the, his, his upgrades. Yeah, the the Bollywood boys have been. Yeah, let they got go. let go. <laughs> um, it was uh, what was Indushare, isn't that what they used to be called? And I don't think they're going by that now. And yeah, whatever, something like that. Something. Uh, we had Lucha House Party versus Mason T Bar, where Lucha House Party won. We then had uh, Riddle versus AJ Styles, where Riddle wins. Uh, Edred, Elias and Cedric Alexander versus Jackson Riker and R-Truth. We're, uh, Riker, uh, Riker pinned Alexander to win. We then had the New Day versus the Hurt Business. We're a New Day one. And that was Raw. Jumping over to Tuesday on NXT, uh, we have the... NXT Great American Bash because WWE's got to keep that intellectual property from when they bought WCW. Uh, We start off the show with a a banger of a match, honestly. MSK versus Tommaso Ciampa and Timothy Thatcher, where MSK retained and retained their NXT Tag Team Championships. Um, We then... Have a segment where Karrion Cross versus Johnny Gargano is made official for next week. We get the million dollar rematch, LA Knight versus Cameron Grimes for the million dollar championship, and which LA Knight won and retained, unfortunately, for everybody, everybody who ever is watching wrestling. 
Um, we have the NXT Women's Tag Team Championships, The Way, which is uh, Indy Hartwell and Candice LeRae versus Io Shirai and Zoe Stark, in which Io Shirai and Zoe Stark defeated LeRae and Hartwell to become the new NXT Women's Tag Team Champions. Uh, we then got a concert. I'm being generous. Yeah. I'm being just, we, we got a concert from Hit Row, um, which is actually following that segment. I was broke for the evening and I could not watch any more wrestling that night. That's, that's, that's how generous. I just want you to know how generous I'm being to this that's concert. What, that's what the kids like, right? <laughs> Rap concerts in the middle of their wrestling. But we did get Kyle O'Reilly versus Adam Cole, where Adam Cole defeated Kyle O'Reilly by pinfall. They're now one and one. We're going to get a rematch down the road. And that is NXT. Um, we then had AEW, of course. They were Wednesday, back to normal. Uh, this was, like I said, their first live show outside of the pandemic era. Well, the first traveling show. Um, Coming back, and we kicked off with Cody Rhodes versus QT Marshall, as he is wanting to be referred to now, in a South Beach strap match, which is just a Texas strap match, where, of course, Cody won. Uh, We had Tony Siobhan interviewed Kenny Omega, um, which turned out pretty decent uh, as a whole. We then had the inner circle versus the pinnacle where the pinnacle won. Uh, Jericho and MJF showed down in the middle of the ring to discuss MJF's terms. Uh, we had Matt Seidel versus uh, El Idolo where El Idolo won. Was that his debut? Yes. No. Second match, I think. Right? Second match. Okay. Uh, we then had um, Arn and Cody addressing the crowd and the debut of Malachi black. I'm not, I'm not familiar with this Malachi black character. Um, we'll talk about it. Okay. Okay. Uh, Stay we tuned. Then, we then had the street fight for the AW world tag champions of the young bucks versus Penta and, uh, Eddie Kingston where the young bucks of course won. And then that was AEW. All right, so jumping over to SmackDown, because once, finally, after several long weeks, everything is back as it should be. Raw is on Monday nights, NXT is on Tuesday nights, AEW is where it belongs on Wednesday nights, and SmackDown is on Friday nights. So SmackDown on Friday night, we get uh, the Bloodline reuniting. So Jay came back, and um, he wants to team up with his brother, Jimmy, I drive drunk way too often. Uh, Uso. Right. And uh, so all three of them, Roman Reigns being the third, are now, they've put SmackDown on notice. Uh, We get Money in the Bank qualifier, King Corbin, uh, or I'm sorry, King Nakamura versus Baron Corbin because he's not, um, he's not King Corbin anymore. Nakamura defeated Corbin. I'm actually, no, I'll come back to that. I'm sorry. Natalia and Tamina versus Shotzi Blackheart and Tegan Knox. So they've brought up Shotzi and Tegan, and I, I neglected to mention this earlier. Uh, Tegan returned in the middle of the NXT Women's Tag Team Championships to distract Candice and allow Io and um, uh, what I, I can't think of her name, but. Uh, to to allow them to win and beat the way. So Shotzi uh, and Tegan Knox defeated Natalia and Tamina in their debut match on SmackDown. Jason's looking at me, laughing at me right now because I can't remember uh, Zoe Stark's name. <laughs> uh, we found out this week that Bailey was injured during some training. Uh, and she's unfortunately going to be out at least nine months, most likely. Uh, looks like it's a torn ACL. Yeah. So they announced her replacement f- um, in her match against uh, Bianca. Bianca, thank you. I'm 
just way off yeah, this week. Man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, against Bel Air, um, which is no longer going to be at uh, Money in the Bank. It's going to be on SmackDown, and it is going to be the one and the only Carmella. Sure, that's what SmackDown needed. You know, I honestly, just a quick detour, I did not think I could be any less interested in this feud. But you are now. And then they said Carmella. I'm like, oh. Right. I I don't care. (laughs) At all. Uh, We got another Money in the Bank qualifier, Cesaro versus Seth Rollins, where Rollins defeated Cesaro. So we're back to burying Seth. Yes. I mean, back to burying Burying Cesaro. Cesaro, yeah. Um, And then Edge made his way out to the ring and um, messed with some people. Beat the crap out of everybody and, you know, sent a message to, to Roman. We skipped something at the beginning of the show. Mm-hmm. One week off and we are, are just all off and, and don't know oh, what we're yeah, doing. What we're drinking. What are we drinking tonight, Jason? Um, We're just drinking Jack. Just drinking Jack. It's what I grabbed on the way out the door. Uh, so that's what we're going to finish up. Yeah. I had, I had enough in the bottle left for this show and that's it. <laughs> uh. Missing a week kind of threw us off a bit, so you know. Yeah, hey, it, it really it has. Um, man, I'm I'm way out of sorts, like forgetting people's names, forgetting right. to ask you what we're drinking this week. So, how about we start with AEW? Okay, and then we'll move into NXT and then move on. So, before was there anything from last week's AEW that you want to mention before we move into this week's AEW? The biggest thing that I want to mention from last week's AEW is at the end of the show. You had Cody address, there, there was an address to the crowd. Um, and they kind of did a a flashback remembrance, yada, yada. I will remember. That was playing in my head, but, you know, uh, of the, the Jacksonville quarantine era, right? And they talked about all the different things that happened. Brody Lee debuted. Will you Not me, come on. <laughs> um, the the thing was, you know, and I think we touched on this before, Brody Lee never got to wrestle for AEW in front of a crowd. Yeah, like he was supposed to debut in Rochester, which was going to be the sh- the show that got shut down. Yeah, due to COVID, it hit hard. Yeah, like I. I I'm not usually one of those guys that, oh, this is, you know, so-and-so died. Oh, the world is, is right. over. You know, there, there are, of course, people, I, icons of my, my childhood. Brody has hit really hard. And when they flashed him up there yeah. on the screen, and I realized that in less than a year, he had debuted in AEW. Mm-hmm. Debuted in March. And he went off TV in September. Mm-hmm. That hurt. Yeah, big time. And, and that, that hurt December. that, you know, we weren't going to get to see that, that we're not ever going to get to see a, a Wyatt family reunion, uh, you know. Yeah, yeah. It, it's, uh, it's, it's crazy to think about stuff like that. Um Really and truly, that's about the only thing I remember from AEW that week. Yeah, I mean, the, the show ended last week with the same thing it always does. It, the same way it ended this week. The same way it ended this week. The elite beating down everybody. Beating in the up ring. somebody, yeah. Um, This week's AEW, uh, it wasn't terrible. You finally have the... We finally got the uh, 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 Hangman Kenny Omega confrontation in the ring, which I really liked. That Hangman had Kenny dead to rights yeah. for the um, for the buckshot he for the buckshot, and he chose yep. not to do it. Yep, that little detail right there, something that didn't hit me that night, but the, as I thought about it, and as I you know started thinking about what I wanted to talk about this week on the show, that little detail stuck out to me. Because the only other two major things that I want to talk about on the show, you did have the Chris Jericho MJF showdown. 
where Jericho is going to have to fight the trials of Hercules. He's going to have to fight four matches before MJF being the fifth. Sir, the the trials of Jericho? Yeah. As he had already turned that into in the middle of this segment. Um, Also, we had a fan get a little crazy. One week. One week. It took one week. Uh, the, The funny part of this... Apparently, dude did it to impress uh, Jim Cornette. Jim Cornette. Have you followed? Have you followed any of those tweets? Jim Cornette's response was scathing uh, about how you, you fat hillbilly. How dare you try to you know put my name on this? Uh, whether I like AEW or not doesn't take away from the fact that that ring is sacred and you have no right to be there. Uh, if I was there, I would have turned you into a tennis racket popsicle. Yeah. You know, the whole thing. Like, he went off on this dude uh, and then blocked him. Yeah. Jericho responded to it a few times because yep. uh, Jericho, like, punched the guy in the face. And the guy yeah. said Jericho punches like a like a girl. Like a girl. And Jericho wasn't trying to hurt him. No. Nah. Jericho was trying to distract him long enough for security to, to get there out, and get, get him, him out of there. Um, So... But let's talk about the, the the idea here, right? Jericho's going to have to fight four people before he can fight MJF. He has to win all of them. MJF. Now. This sounds oddly familiar. Yeah. Didn't I mean, we see something we like this? We saw this with MJF and Cody. That's it. That's it. Yeah. So here's my thought. Do you think that MJF is going to make Jericho fight through the pinnacle? So basically, fight uh, Wheeler, uh, Harwood, Spears, uh, somebody, and then, or Wardlow, and then him. Or what I think might be a little more interesting: the four people that Jericho has to fight are Ortiz, Santana, Sammy, and Hager. That would be interesting, and I think that that's too creative for AEW. I think you're right, sadly. Uh, They just turn inner circle face. Yeah. For that to work, they'd have to turn some members of the inner circle heel. I don't think you would. I think you you would have it as a, they're faces. They're here to perform. They're here to entertain. They're not going to lay down for Jericho, which that would be the smart money would be, Hey, we'll just lay down. You can beat us one, two, three in a row quick, and you're fresh to fight to, to break yeah. MJF's face. Um, I, I think he goes through Wardlow. Yeah. Wardlow's going to be his final match before he can get MJF back to MJF. wins or something. Um, it, was it all going to take place in one night? I still don't know, and they still didn't say. They, I they, was they under- alluded that it was going to be back-to-back. I was under the impression that it was going to be... Like, I'm thinking this is going to be a gauntlet match, is what I was under the idea of. Um, I didn't get that. That would actually be kind of cool. But I don't know if they're going to do it as a gauntlet match or if it's going to be a, okay, you have to fight, uh, you know, Cash this week and you fight Harwood next week. And if that's the case, that that takes away a lot of yeah uh, steam from it. I like the idea of a gauntlet match, but it just doesn't seem like that's not what I picked up from the segment. Right. I could be wrong. I hope I'm wrong because a gauntlet match would make it infinitely better. Yes. It Um, would make it so much more entertaining. Here's my problem with that segment. Where was the inner circle? Yeah. I mean, the, the segment ends with Jericho kind of standing tall anyway. Uh, he gives MJF the the worst looking Judas effect I've ever seen. Yeah. Um. But yeah, or was it the week before that Jericho got beat down? It was the week before. Okay. I, I mean, they all blend down. in together. But Jericho got beat down. The inner circle had been on camera calling out the pinnacle, and then Jericho gets beat down, and we never see anybody from yep. the inner circle. Um. And that goes back to what we've talked about. Where are the faces mm-hmm. when the heels go on attack, as heels should? I'm not saying that they shouldn't do that, but the faces have to respond. And, okay, Jericho doesn't have any friends. Well, that doesn't work because he has the inner circle. He has the inner circle, exactly. Hangman 
doesn't have any friends. No, he has some amazing friends yeah. in the Dark Order. The Dark Orders are the ones who started us down this path. It started mm-hmm. last week, yeah. continued this week. With yeah, that was something I forgot that we could talk about. Dark Order. Uh, Evil Uno addressing Kenny. Can we talk about Evil Uno real quick? Sure. Let me, but the the faces have got to start coming out and helping each other. We've mentioned it before several times. If the bad guys never get a comeuppance, we're going to lose interest as fans. Yep. Moving on. Evil Uno. Go back and find Double or Nothing, the first one, and look at how big Evil Uno was. Evil Uno has lost an entire uh, Alex Reynolds, (laughs) I think. I was going to say... The man has cut his weight in half. Yeah. Easily. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was a really good promo that he cut. Yeah. Last week and this week. Where, I, you know, my, my, came out my one, Kenny. yeah, my one gripe with evil Uno, mm-hmm. he needs to do something with his mask. Yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't look really good on him. It, yeah. It doesn't fit him anymore. Whether it's the same mask he had when he debuted yeah. and he's just lost the weight that it to doesn't be honest, fit. All of the masks for Dark Order don't exactly fit right. And really now it's come down to what is it? Just him and 10 that wear one? Yeah. I mean, they just they kind of don't work anymore. Yeah, it it he's got to get rid of the mask is distracting. Yeah. Um the biggest the only problem I really have with that is Kenny Omega calling them a bunch of video game playing nerds. Kenny Omega making that comment. Ladies and gentlemen, Kenny Omega, the head of AEW Video Game Development. Not to mention the fact that dude's been on, like, Up, Up, Down, Down. Has he been on Up, Up, Down, Down? I think it was Up, Up, Down, Down back before AEW started. I know him, that they've... they did Him and Woods had a big, like, Street Fighter tournament thing, and, you know, they've both done stuff at E3, and, like, like oh, all yeah. of this kind of stuff. So... That was a problem. Um, but Evil Uno comes out with the rest of Dark Order and gets in Kenny's face and says, you've been running. Well, Kenny well, Kenny's made, made, was making the comment that he's beaten everybody. There's nobody left for him to beat. I guess he'll take off. He'll go uh, defend some of his other titles, uh, blah, blah, blah. And that's when Evil Uno comes down and goes, there's one guy. Yeah, one guy you haven't beat yet. You haven't beaten Kenny's res- if we're talking about who I think we're talking about... They never say his name. Yeah, they never say Hangman's name at all during this whole promo. Um, you know, Kenny basically calls him out, says he's he's running from him, he's weak. He doesn't even think he deserves a title shot, you know, all this kind of stuff. Um, Hangman kind of jumps on the Dark Order a little bit. Yeah, so you know, that segment happens, ends the way it should have ended. Yeah. Kenny... Out talks, out maneuvers, outsmarts Dark yeah. Order, and he walks away. The Dark Order's in the back, and Hangman comes up yelling at them. Mm-hmm. And this this was all last week, not yeah. not this week. He's yelling at them, and he's, "Who do you think you are? You know, don't Would, speak for me." Blah blah blah. And Evil Uno starts it. He, he's yeah. like, "Adam, we're your friends. Yeah, we got your back, man. We got your back. It's your time." You deserve this. And and they all, hey, man, you, you got this. You got mm-hmm. this. And they they all file out. And who was it at the end? I don't remember. It's the member of the Dark Order that everybody's always. Um, Is it five? Maybe it's five. He's like, hey, man, it's your time. Mm-hmm. And he walks out. And five or Reynolds? I don't think it was Reynolds. I think it was five. I think it was five. And Hangman is just kind of left there with his, his whiskey in his hand. And you can just see this, like, shocked, like, people believe in me? Mm-hmm. This week, Kenny's back out there, and here comes the Dark Order again. Yep. Well, the elite attack from behind. Mm-hmm. And Hangman comes out and makes the save. And then we get to what we we talked about a little while ago. Hangman had Kenny dead to rights and chose not to hit it. Yeah. That little segment, that little... I thought it was great. 
they're going to build them. If they do this correctly, I don't want to see them have a match. Yeah, I don't want to see them even in like a tag match or anything. I I want to see Dark Order versus the Elite. But I don't want to see Kenny and Hangman in the ring at the same time. Yeah. Until All Out. Yes. Yes. Build and that tension. Build it. And that should be when Kenny loses his title. Mm-hmm. And that's where you start the downfall. I still of like the, the idea. Elite. I still like the idea that we had several weeks ago talking about where Kenny goes to. He loses his TNA belts. He loses his AAA belts on Andrade, which that's coming up here soon. Um, and the only belt he has left is the AEW title. And then Hangman takes that from him. We just see this, this spiraling out of control of Kenny Omega. The, this broken Kenny. Yeah. You know, went from top of the world, every belt to nothing. Yeah. Have the elite turn their back on him. Have Callus walk out on him, you know, the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, now, the major thing on that happened on AEW, though, thanks to a clerical error at WWE. This is amazing, by the way. And they're... So, Go. I want to hit the segment, and then we'll talk about that. Arn so Anderson... two segments. Cody's yeah. match. Well... Cody, Cody yeah. So, Cody's match happens... Early in the match, when Cody and QT are fighting, uh, the lights go out. Mm-hmm. And then they come back, and we're sitting here, we're watching it. And we're talking about, uh, you know, back on the road, production problems. I think JR said something about there being uh, bad weather in the area. Yeah, they sold it as production problem. Sold it as an issue. We go on through the show. We come out. Arn Anderson is in the ring, and he cuts a promo. And honestly, I don't even remember what the promo was about. It doesn't matter. Uh, It was all a stage to set this up. Part of, like, he, he says a few things, and the lights go out again. And you hear uh, Jr. and you hear Tony talking about the fact that, you know, yeah, we're still having problems. You know, there's still bad weather. This is all still going on, yada, yada, yada. The lights come back up, and Tommy End, Alistair Black, been released for 32 days, I think. Something like that. Is in the middle of the ring, drops Arn with a black mass. Yeah. Cody comes running down, checks on Arn, looks at, uh, at Alistair or Tommy or Malachi or yeah, whatever they, we want to call they, him. Afterwards, they announce him as Malachi yeah. Black. They call him Tommy End the whole time during this segment. I mean, that's the dude's normal indie wrestling name. Yeah, which is, I mean, but it's um, right to call him that. Like, yeah. Okay. And the thing is, they kind of explain it in a little bit. Um, you know, Cody's like looking at him like, what's going on, dude? What's up? And, and he's kind of like playing that. I don't know what happened. You know, boom, drops Cody. Laughs. Gets out of the ring, walks to the back. He's got like this whole dark preacher gimmick. So I'm wondering if he's bringing over well, what he was working on at WWE. Kinda. You know, as did, much as he can without. He did release a video on. <coughs> sorry about that. On his Instagram. Kind of a la John Moxley. You see these two psychi- uh, psychiatrists are talking. And one of them says, oh, it's, you know, it's time for the six-month reviews. And, you know, the one guy says, oh, do we have to do this? Blah, 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 blah. Stupid work. <laughs> and they open the thing up, and one of the guys and the, the big doctor says, well, the guy that we got to talk to is Tommy. And the other psychiatrist, like, turns sheet white. He tried to kill me last time we talked to him, blah, 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 all this kind of stuff. And he's like, yeah, that's why the head honchos want you to do it. He'll be handcuffed this time. And he's like, great. So they go into the room, and there's Tommy End sitting at a table. His hands are cuffed, and they're through like a chain on the table. Uh, he's got a patch over one eye. Doctor walks over, takes the patch off. Let me see what your eye looks like. Because on the show, on AEW, when he's on there, he comes out, and he's got this, like one of the whiteout contacts in, and yeah. his eyes like all busted and, you know, bruised around and everything. He then proceeds to kill the two psychiatrists. <laughs> so... In kayfabe land, AEW just hired a double murderer. Yeah. You know, sure. Makes sense. Um, And they he talks about, you know, that his name's not Tommy. His name's Malachi. You know, it's the a demon that's possessing him. And he, the end of this shows him walking out of the hospital in the same suit 
that he showed up in here. Hmm. Um, I hadn't seen that video. I'd, I'd yeah. read that it was released. I just now, hadn't seen it. So you may be wondering, hmm, Alistair Black was only released 30-odd days ago. Well, they they're normally have, a 90-day contract. They normally have a 90-day no-compete. Um, Yeah, they do. And apparently when Alistair got called up to the main roster, they didn't change that because NXT talent only has a 30-day non-compete. Mm-hmm. Somebody made a mistake, and that somebody was fired. So, the other Buddy thing Murphy, is, I was about to say, the other Buddy Murphy there, talked about this. Yeah, they and called Buddy Murphy. They called Buddy and said, "Hey, there was a uh, clerical error." And would you be willing? Would to you agree? be willing to agree to the ninety day? We'll we'll extend you out in ninety days. And he's like. Guys, absolutely, I would because Buddy's worried about his visa as yeah. as he should be. You know, yeah. he's built he's, he's built a li- he's Australian, but he's built a life here in North America in the United States, and he is worried about yeah. his 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 visa status. And he's like, guys, I'd I'd love to, and I absolutely would accept that. But I've got the letter from y'all that says August twenty first. His was and, 90 days, and he says, uh, the funny part was, he says you could hear like an audible sigh of relief on the other side of the phone. Uh, said, all right, well, thanks, we'll we'll look into that, you know, and yeah. and they hung up. Uh, and he says, you know, he started to think about, you know, huh, who got released that came up roughly around the same time as me? He says, I guess it was Alistair, because, <laughs> uh, boom. Yeah. Alistair got lucky. Yeah. Uh, well, Malachi, Black, I mean, whatever. whatever. Uh, yeah, but I don't think there was really anything AEW this week. It is so, I didn't realize until I was watching AEW, was it last week? How much I missed the fans. Yes. And having the fans there. No, it was NXT that I was watching because NXT is back in front of a crowd in the Capitol Wrestling Center. The fans make they make wrestling they really do because there's a lot of stuff that oh that was another thing um from last week what what were we watching where at the end of the match the end of everything the fans were all just standing there Oh, it, it was, was a, it was the end of AEW last week after the heels beat down yeah. the faces and the, the crowd was dead. The crowd was completely dead. There wasn't like the cameras panning around the crowd and they're just kind of standing there looking at their phone or just getting up and walking out, getting up and walking away. There was no cheering. There was no booing. There was no nothing. It was just dead. And I'm, I'm hoping even though I know that they won't. I hope that they took notice. I hope so. Because as Vince has has said before, and yeah, this is AEW, but Vince has said before that any reaction from the fans is a good reaction. Yeah. Now, I don't necessarily agree with that. There is most assuredly to me a difference in heat because they're a heel and heat like Xbox heat or Michael Cole heat, you know, that that go-away heat, uh, Baron Corbin heat. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, there's definitely a difference there, but it's, you know, like I said, Vince says, as long as there's a reaction, then we're doing something right. Yeah. Um, there was no reaction here. And it's like we, it's like we said earlier, it's like we've said before, every week, AEW ends almost the exact same way. At some point... Everybody's just going to say, why should I bother watching? Yeah. Why do I care? Why do I care? The the EVPs of the company are going to EVP. Mm-hmm. I, I don't I don't care. Like, watching the, uh, the street fight, I really kind of watched at it. Yeah. Um, because we knew 100% for certain the Young Bucks were going to win. Mm-hmm. And it was going to be, because it's a street fight, it was going to be through some kind of a chicanery. Cheating. Cheating. Which, I mean, okay, there's no rules, but there's still cheating. When we say, you know, 
Well, you also, I mean, it's quote-unquote cheating, we'll call it, right? You have, because it was going to be Penta and Eddie versus all of the elite. Yeah. Except probably Kenny. And that's what it ended up being. Knock was out there. The Good Brothers were out there. The whole thing. Yeah. Cutler was out there. So, yeah, just, it's so boring at this point. Are you still watching Being the Elite? No. I didn't watch it this week, and I don't plan to watch it going forward. Um, I have no desire to watch it. Like, I... They threw the Dark Order off of it, and I know that's probably an angle, and they'll be... Oh, yeah, it's, it's, all, it's all the work, but... But, uh... I have no desire to watch Being the Elite, because I just have no desire to see Matt and Nick Jackson. And... Yeah, everybody says, you know, oh, it's just, you know, they're playing their characters, they're they're these cocky, smarmy heels. Sure, fine, whatever. Um, I don't care. Yeah. I don't care. It, the the gimmick to me is see not them. getting over. Uh, sure, I'm just one in millions of, of wrestling fans, but the gimmick's not working. I think they could do better. These mm-hmm. guys are two of the best tag team wrestlers of our generation. Easily. They can do better. They can do better. Um, Speaking of doing better, let's transition away from AEW. Okay. Uh, Let's hit up NXT real quick. All right. Why not? Sure. I quit watching it after the uh, Miro versus uh, Chuck Taylor match. Oh, wait. I'm sorry. No, that's AEW. Um, Yeah. The the, uh, LA LA Knight versus... Cameron Grimes. Where Grimes lost, so he has to be Knight's butler for an undetermined amount of time. Which we saw six months ago in AEW, Miro and Chuck Taylor. Which we've seen countless times throughout. John Cena had to join the Nexus. Uh, just That's one of the major ones. Oh, yeah, yeah. But- uh, Daniel Bryan had to join the Wyatt family. It's all see, kind of the same thing where you, you lose the match. You have you have to join me. I'm okay with the stipulation. I don't want to watch. I don't want to watch it. I think the stipulation is stupid. I'm not even okay with the stipulation. I think had Cameron Grimes won, it would have been fine. And and if you have Cameron Grimes win here, why have the stipulation? Why have the tag the title match on? Uh, in your house. Mm-hmm. No, I'm, I'm with you. Why not have Grimes win there? You know, I, I get their idea of, okay, we want Cameron Grimes chasing the belt. Sure, that's fine. This, though, this is just going to lead to some terrible, terrible segments. Mm-hmm. And eventually, maybe Cameron Grimes wins. Eh. I just don't care. Yeah, I, I, I really, I don't care. I'm excited because Tegan Knox is back. Mm-hmm. Just transitioning away from that because there's nothing yeah, but good to say. NXT. So she came back. She redebuted on NXT, causing Candice to lose. Yep. And immediately is debuting on SmackDown with Shotzi. Yep. Her and Shotzi came down on the tanks and beat Natalia and Tamina. So... But I'm happy that Tegan's back because I I was worried that we weren't going to see Tegan. Uh, this other, two knee injuries, yeah. right off back to back almost. So, so let's talk about something here too, real quick. They have hot potatoed the hell out of those women's titles. Yeah, they have Dakota Kai, Raquel Gonzalez. Yeah, that lost it that night to, to Shotzi, Shotzi and, and Ember, mm-hmm. who then lost them to Dakota and. Mm-mm. They Gonzalez lost him to Candice and... Uh, no, they lost him to Dakota and Gonzalez, I thought. No. Because then they lost him to Candice and... I'm pretty sure they lost him to Candice and Indy. Maybe they did. I don't think we've seen Dakota and... Maybe they did. Yeah, maybe you're right. But they, they still... I mean, those have been around since, what, April? Mm-hmm. And they've been through three or four teams? We knew and we've known for a while now that there's going to be some call-ups to um, 
to the main roster from NXT. Last week, Bronson Reed dropped the United States Championship or the uh, North American Championship. Yeah. To Swerve. Yep. Then you um this week you get Swerve and Hit Row rapping. I'm 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 I don't know what else it to call it because I enjoy rap. Yeah. I enjoy mostly older. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I, I am mostly a, a, a 80s and 90s, early 2000s rap music is what I enjoy. Right. I hated every minute of this concert. It was bad. It really and was. These are all guys who are supposed to have been rappers of some sort. Yep. Uh, I think the only one was uh, Ashante Theodonic. Mm-hmm. I don't think he has a musical background, but I think Top Dollar said he's released a couple singles. He's not, you know, never made any money off of it, I don't believe, but this was bad. Yeah. Swerve was at least... Well, Swerve, Swerve is a rapper. Maybe not a great one, maybe not a super well-known one, but he's a rapper. Yeah. Now, jumping back to last week and, and talking about Swerve made me remember I wanted to talk about this. Last week, in the lead-up to the tag team match this week, we had MSK sit down in the ring with Timothy Thatcher and Tommaso Ciampa. Yeah. And in that sit-down interview... One man stood heads and tail, just head and shoulders mm-hmm. above everybody else. Yeah. And that man is Tommaso Ciampa. Oh, for sure. It was incredibly stark, the difference between him and the other three people in the ring with him. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, Timothy Thatcher doesn't really talk. He's not a talker. It uh, wasn't even the talking. He is a... He's a, a a response guy, you know, when it comes down to it, like, like all of their, all of their promos, mm-hmm. you know, you see Thatcher or, uh, Ciampa does most of the talking while Thatcher just sits there. Then Ciampa stands up, throws the chair and walks off. And Thatcher just looks at the camera and grins. Um, so this, this segment started with, I think it was, uh, Thatcher and Ciampa coming down first mm-hmm. and they're each carrying chairs. Then you have MSK come down and they bring their own chairs. Smart. Yeah, very smart. (laughs) Then at the same time, they each open up the chairs and sit down. And this is where I first started to notice a real difference. Because it wasn't just the talking. Yeah, We know that Ciampa's good at talking. It was the smoothness and the way that Ciampa carried himself. Oh, for sure. Because he opened that chair up, no issue at all. He sits down, they all sit down, but you see everybody else kind of struggling a little bit to to get the chair positioned right. Mm -hmm. And then when Ciampa throws the chair out from behind him and Thatcher does the same thing, you know, they all kind of do it similar times. I think Ciampa's chair is still orbiting the earth. Yeah. Because that thing flew out of the ring. Everybody else was like, ah, and fell over. Mm Mm-hmm. The way he moved, the way he carried himself, his whole presence overshadowed everybody else in the ring. So what are they going to do with Ciampa? Because him and Thatcher lost. Yeah. What are they going to do? I don't know. Ciampa Ciampa is not an enhancement talent. Ciampa is not a... uh, Ciampa deserves to be in that championship picture. He deserves to be top of the card no matter what he does. What are they going to do with him? I don't I don't know. I, I don't I think Ciampa has been on record saying he really doesn't care to move up. Yeah, he said he doesn't want to go to because to the main roster. He doesn't want to do the touring. Yep. Which fair enough. The man is in his late mid to late thirties at this yep. point. 
He's been wrestling for 20 years, give or take. I mean, I get and, it. And, you know, he's got a kid. But when are we going to get Ciampa versus Cross? A two. Two, yeah. We may not. But then again, they have tested and debuted Cross. They, they, mm-hmm. He's had a t- television <laughs> to debut. The, to one of the saddest oh. entrances ever. <laughs> I think we talked about it. We did. But he has debuted on the main roster. Granted, it was main event and nobody watches main event. But that's still... Cross has debuted. So his his call-up is imminent, I would guess, after SummerSlam when they do the draft. Seems seems reasonable. That seems to be what they're planning, at least for the men. The women, I think, that they're going to do beforehand. Yeah, in fact, Shotzi and Tegan and Tony Storm. Yeah, Tony has debuted, or not debuted on SmackDown, but she's started having vignettes. Next week, I think she, they said. Um, so they're about to just destroy the women's division. Mm-hmm. Uh Again. Yeah. <laughs> and it looks like they're going to be taking some of the heavy hitters out of the men's. I, I, my guess is Cross, Bronson Reed, because they've tested him several times. Yeah. Uh, and he's got that look that. I still say that he's going to come up and Vince is going to refer. He, he's going to come out as Keith Lee. <laughs> like they're going to play Keith Lee's music and oh, Bronson's going to come out and they're Cole and, and Graves and all, or whoever, you know, they're just going to play it off as, uh, yeah. Oh, Keith Lee's back. It's possible that we don't see Ciampa go after Cross because there's enough people in the title picture right now. Yeah, it is kind of muddy up there, but it's just so weird to me to not see Ciampa at like a prominent point in NXT. But you do have, and this could be interesting, and I'm, I'm just thinking this off the top of my head right now. So you do have... Gargano and Cross next week. Mm-hmm. If Gargano and Cross tell a story where Cross eventually drops the title to Gargano, I don't think that happens next week. Don't get me wrong here. Right. But you see another Ciampa. That be the kick in the butt that Ciampa needs for him to step back into Ciampa. To be psycho killer? Yeah. Who does? And, and just come back and destroy everybody. Maybe. I don't know. There's nothing, absolutely nothing to talk about from Monday Night Raw. Nothing. There there just isn't. It is the exact same show it has been for the last Monday six Night months. Monday Night Raw is a three-hour waste of space. Um, Nikki Cross's new character, Nikki Ash, where kinda, she's almost a superhero. I dig that a little bit. I dig the message. Um... But it's just another thing that's going to get ruined. Yeah. Don't know where we are with Alexa, what she's doing. Because mm-hmm. there really hasn't been much with her the past couple of weeks. She's um, still she's still messing with Shayna Baszler, yeah. Nia Jax, and, and Reginald. Reginald. Um, I need, I need The Fiend to come back. no. Correction. I need Bray Wyatt to come back. Yeah. And I need Bray Wyatt to excise Alexa. Yeah. That'd be cool. And. Because it's just awful. Yes. And so, and I want Bray Wyatt, I want him to be like, you know, I kind of fell into darkness and I let this other thing, but I've contained it now. I want, I want original Bray Wyatt back. Yep. And I've said that before, but that's what I want back. I think that could be new. I think that could be dynamic uh, of him. Okay, I got my vengeance against most everybody who has wronged me. Mm -hmm. I need to settle this with Alexa. I gave you your powers, Alexa. I can take them away. Yep. Rip the doll in half. (laughs) Right. Be done with it and move on. And just be done with it and move on and let Alexa go back to being Alexa. Yep. It's just so bad. Raw was bad. Um, SmackDown by far is the, the better. Yeah. In fact, really and truly, SmackDown is the best as far as story is concerned of all four of the shows right now. And I mean, that story is put at risk. Yeah. Because of one man's actions. 
Yeah. Yeah. We here at the Whiskey and Wrestling Podcast like to drink whiskey. Yes, we do. But when we drink whiskey, we do not drive. Well, uh, we don't drink to the point of excess and then drive. We have uh, a couple sips. We have a couple sips, yeah. but we're not going to drink and drive. Yeah. This is the third time Jimmy Uso, Jimmy has Uso been hit with a DUI. Was arrested Monday night and charged with a DUI. Now, they've released his BAC. Yeah. It's 0. 0.205, 0.202 and 0. 0.205. Yeah. <laughs> Which is funny. <laughs> Which is Great. Some Ironic. some guy on Reddit yeah. uh, made the joke. Sending um, to .205 live? Yes. Yeah. So here's the here, here's the deal. So SmackDown was taped. Uh, so was Raw. Because these were the last two tapings of the Thunderdome era. Starting next week, they're going to be back in front of fans. I didn't realize they were tapes, but yeah. okay. Yeah. That's fine. Um, At least that's what they said. Jimmy was arrested. Of course, he's out on bail. He was arrested Monday night. Monday night. He was arrested. He was like, he was, you know, released. Yeah. This is the third time that he's been involved with a DUI in the state yeah. of Florida. Second one, I think the second time got thrown out. Still the third time he's been arrested for it. He was also going like 50 and a 30 and so, you know, reckless and all that kind of good stuff stacked on top of it. Dude, you know, and and it's one of those things, like, I sit back and I look at it. I'm not a wrestler. I'm not a sports guy or anything. But I look back at all these the sports figures. Jimmy Uso. Um, you can look at, what's her name? Uh, Shikari. Her last name. She was the, the uh, women's women's track star of going to the Olympics. Who's uh, not going because of. Who's not going because she got popped for weed. Which we can argue all day long about the. The fact that weed should be legal, shouldn't be legal, whatever the case may be. She was in Oregon where it's legal. However, it should be legal. It should be legal. Um, you know, she was in Oregon where it is legal. The, the International Olympic Committee says no. Therefore, no. You follow the rules. Look at, look at countless football players, baseball players, any of that kind of stuff. It is so bad. The NFL has a service that they provide to their players where they can call mm -hmm. and somebody will come pick them up just yeah, so they're not absolutely. drinking and driving. Absolutely. It, and you know, my thing is these, this day and age we have Uber. Yeah. We ha still have taxi cabs. We have friends that and I have friends that I wouldn't hesitate to call. Hey, oh, I cannot sure. drive. Come get Please me. Please come get me. I will get you I'll back somehow. You. Yeah. And the thing is, you know, we can all sit down as adults and we can talk about, are these rules justifiable? Should they be overturned? Should they be changed? Any of that kind of stuff. Yeah. And, and, you know, there's a, there's a discussion that can be had there. However, the rules are as written currently. There are consequences for those actions. Mm -hmm. If you know that there's a rule in place, drinking and driving, weed, PEDs, whatever. And you know if you get caught, this is what is going to happen to you. I honestly can't understand the mindset of somebody that then does it anyway. Especially somebody that is going to throw away, Jim, like in Jimmy Uso's case, right? You know drinking and driving is wrong in the first place. We, we all had that pounded into our heads with dare and, mm -hmm. and all of that kind of stuff. Mad and everything. Yeah. You make six figures, probably close to seven figures a year. It's not like you're a poor college student who, man, I can either pay for an Uber to get home or I can buy ramen noodles this week. That ain't the case for Jimmy Uso. And Jimmy's, Jimmy's married to Naomi, I, I think. think. He's the one, yeah, he's the one that's married to Naomi. So, Naomi's also getting paid. You know, and, and there's there's that connection there. Hey, babe, I drank too much. Yeah, come get me. And I'll, I'd like to just go out. If you're one of my friends and you're listening to this podcast, yeah. and you ever need somebody to come pick you up, I don't, don't care what time it is. Call me. 
100% same. I will, I will get up. I will come get you, and we will take care of whatever it is. Yeah, we'll figure it, it out. You know, if there's, I'm not even going to ask you to pay me, most likely. Yeah. Well, let me get you home safe. Yeah, exactly. But WWE has done a great job, whether this is a PR move or they truly care about the people that have worked for them. Mm-hmm. They have done a great job in helping several people get the help that they need. Yep. But you hear it all the time. Uh, and, and to answer your question of why, you you know, we don't understand that mindset. Mm-hmm. I, I truly think addiction is a mental illness. And WWE has done a great job in helping people get to rehabs and getting them the help that they need to fight this demon mm-hmm. that is on their back. And I don't mean Finn Balor. <laughs> Had to lighten it up some. Right. We're, it's heavy. Yeah. Oh, I, I, but I agree with you. the first step of that is that person having to admit that they have an issue mm-hmm. and wanting to accept the help. If Jimmy doesn't think he has an issue, well, the thing, he's well, not going to accept he's the help. Not. And the thing is, with Jimmy, what has WWE done to him for the other instances? Nothing. Mm-hmm. Their response back was what he does on his own time is his own as long as it doesn't interfere with us. Yeah. You know. I think is he, he John. Been. I think Jimmy is John. I think is his real yeah. name. I think they said Jonathan Fato's um, yeah. actions are his own. Yeah. They, they took no responsibility, which they shouldn't. I mean, WWE has no responsibility for his drinking. No, absolutely um, not. However, there should have been consequences to his actions. You know, he should have been suspended, like legit suspended, not just kayfabe suspended. This uh, isn't, you know. This isn't you or me who just have a job that nobody knows our names outside of our friend yeah. group. And WWE got- has tried very hard to cultivate these guys to be the role models. Role models. Of... Children. Not only that. And if you are a role model of children, if you have a platform like WWE where you reach millions of people every week, you have a moral responsibility yeah. to set that example. And not only that, you know, we talk all the time about long-term booking, about, you know, how we want to see conclusions to storylines. You know, we want to see, you know, all the stuff that we talk about as fans when it comes yeah. to wrestling. We want to talk about, you know, the, it, man, it feels like they rewrote the show two hours ago because they did. But, you know, we talk about things like that. We finally have a storyline that's been growing. It's hit bumps in the road. Yeah, it's been, about, it's been bumpy. We've talked about we've it. We've talked about, you know, the different things that we didn't like. But overall, I've really enjoyed the Roman Reigns head of the table Usos involved storyline. You know, we had Jimmy or Jay comes back last night. Um, they're a, a, they're together as a family. You know, Roman. Look, this is what I wanted. See, the Usos is the seven time tag champs. Me with the universal title that I'm gonna hold until I decide I don't want it anymore. I love that line. I'm um, right. Like you know, there's nothing we can't do as a family. We gotta have each other's back. You know. I'm I didn't. I didn't realize that Dominic Toretto was going right, to make an appearance. Right. Um, I thought it was pretty cool. You know, I thought that. You know, but now what's going to happen? Is WWE going to continue know. with the storyline with Jimmy, and then the state of Florida says, "Okay, you got to go to jail for a year," or, you know, you got to do this, or there's going to be some kind of major PR issue where Jimmy's not going to be available. Maybe I not think- even go to jail, but one of those like. You have to do thousand hours of community service, or you're gonna have to be on probation and wear a monitor. I, I, I think he he ends up on probation. Our justice system is not perfect, and the fact of the matter is, is it treats he's rich, rich people, and he treats rich people and celebrities yeah. much better than it does the rest of us most of the time. I think. Jimmy Uso, assuming that he doesn't, isn't able to get this completely thrown out, is going to end up on probation. I do not think that he will end up in jail. Right. What that probation looks like, I don't have enough 
of a concept of Florida law to tell you. Right. This is the absolute worst time that it could have happened to us. Or that he could have done this. Let me rephrase that. That he could have done this because he is 100% responsible for his actions. You don't get drunk without trying. But it very well could completely mess up this storyline. Hopefully it doesn't. And hopefully WWE is looking down the road and, and seeing that, Hey, this is a possibility. We're going to let, we're going to let it play out to a point. And, and I, I do think that they should let it play out to yeah. a point because yeah. we, we live in a society, even though it does not seem that way anymore, you are innocent until proven guilty. Mm-hmm. And he has not been proven guilty in a court of law yet. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I mean we, we can get into a philosophy, you know, yeah. but WWE needs to let this play out some. But hopefully they're looking far enough down the road and they're saying, okay, this could be a problem. We're going to continue the story as written, but let's make sure we have plan B. We got to have, yeah, they've got to have a plan B here. Um, Because I'm torn in the fact that I kind of, I don't want to see them just drop it. You know, suddenly next week, Jimmy's no longer part of the family. You know, I I don't want to see that. At the same token, I don't want to see a dude who has been arrested for the third time for DUI be a prominent part of the show. Yeah, that's that's yeah. it. I mean, luckily he hasn't injured anybody yet, but everybody has a story of somebody they know mm-hmm. who was injured or killed either by a drunk driver or because they were a drunk driver. Absolutely. You know, and that's, and I say drunk, but insert any impairing thing. There. They were an impaired driver. Let's yeah. let's use impaired driver. And that's what a lot of, it's not, you know, drunk driving. It's, it's a DUI yeah. or DWI. Yeah. DUI. I think is what they call it now. Driving, well, there's, there's driving different states are different. Driving while intoxicated. It used to be, driving, I know it used to be DWI here because it was driving while intoxicated. Now it's DUI, driving under the influence. Yeah. And because that way they can lump in weed and heroin and all that. All the other stuff. stuff. Um But with that incredibly depressing discussion, unless you have something you want to say. I feel like we should have had one of the little stars jump across the screen. <laughs> the more you know. Do 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 do. Yeah. I want to reiterate reiterate again to my friends and family who may be listening. If you ever need somebody to come pick you up. If you've had too many drinks, I don't care uh, night, day, whenever, please give me a call. Yeah, same. Same and exact thing. With all that being said, we are going to say thank you to McNarb Gaming here in Gautier, Mississippi for allowing us to use this space. They have everything that you could want if it comes to gaming. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, tabletop gaming, board gaming. Uh, you need dice, they can get you some dice. Miniatures. Yeah. Everything. Paint. If you want to get into to painting things, uh, Jason painted an amazing thing this week. Yeah. So, you know, come on down, check them out. Tell them we sent you. Pick up some board games. And while you're here in Gautier. Yeah. Since we just talked about driving under the influence and everything, uh, come to Big Dog Liquor. That seems terrible for a segue, but. Uh, <laughs> drink responsibly. Drink responsibly. They've got, you know, he's got every kind of spirit you can think of. Uh, huge wine selection. Ton does wine sales every month. Uh, does discounts on cases, all that kind of stuff. So you know, if there's something you want to get, something you want to try, he's either got it. He might be able to order it for you. If not, um, you know, grab that. Come down to McNarb. Get you a board game. Go home. Crack your bottle there. Get drunk in your living room. Drink, you, drink responsibly. You, get drunk in your living room while you throw uh, wooden people at your friends. You know completely uh, ruin your friend's plan to win the game by moving all of your people right, into their field. <laughs> right. And then threatening to leave. Uh, yeah. Anyway. Uh, but since you're done now listening to us before we say cheers and goodbye. Yeah. Um, 
give a uh, listen to a couple of our friends. Uh, we've talked about Jay a few times on the yeah. show, and uh, we have another friend, Logan. They started and Jody. Their, and, and Jody. They have started their own podcast. It is Rogues Cast Radio. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know that you can find it on iHeartRadio and Spotify. Yeah, I don't. I don't. Um, they're it's not on, on Apple. No, it's yet. on Apple. As, no, no, I don't think it's on they, Apple. They weren't on Apple as of the other day, but hey, that may have changed. Yeah. Um, but Rogues Cast Radio, I know they're on Spotify. Give them a listen. They talk about all things nerdy and board gaming and some random stuff as well. in between. Yep. So give them a uh give them a listen and a like and go from there. Go from there. And, and with all that, cheers. cheers.